Hey, Fidelity, can I get a second opinion on stocks in the Fidelity app? With Fidelity, it's easy to get an outside opinion from independent experts in a single score. And then? When you're ready, trade U.S. stocks and ETFs with no commissions. That's right. I am always right. Investing involves risk, including risk of loss. Online U.S. equity trades and ETFs and retail Fidelity account. Sell order assessment fee not included. Some account types and securities excluded. Details at Fidelity.com slash commissions. Fidelity Brokerage Services, LLC. Member NYSE SIPC. This morning on the third hour of today, an artist whose paintings tell the stories of trailblazing women, including former first lady Michelle Obama. I want to thank Sharon Sprung for capturing everything I love about Michelle. How she's using her talent to bring women's history to life. And it's a supersized edition of Superfood Friday. Joy Bauer showing us how to enjoy more of our guilty pleasures from mashed potatoes to tacos to ice cream. Today, Friday, March 24th, 2023. Live from Studio 1A in Rockefeller Plaza, this is the third hour of today. <laughs> Good morning, everybody. Welcome to the third hour of today. We're going over our brackets. I know. I'm like, why wouldn't I get you didn't fill not out how a bracket part of it. works? You forgot yeah, to fill look out. At, look stuff. at her bracket, by the what way. What are you saying? I picked K State. Okay, look at the top of the bracket. You well, didn't that, even I fill didn't, out. I, I, I told you, you were busted before. I, did, you I, I just didn't see that one. But I did everything else. Uh, <laughs> I'm Al along with Kansas is not even still Kansas State. Kansas State. Kansas State. You get half of it. Anyway, you guys ready for the weekend? Yes. All right. Yes. Friday, baby. Yes, officially. Yeah. By the all way, right. we have a big hour lined up for mm-hmm. you this morning. Before we get to all of the other stuff, we do want to start with those major findings about autism in America. Perhaps you've read this this morning or heard about this, but the CDC says not only are more cases being diagnosed, but there's been a shift in who is being diagnosed mm-hmm. as well. So we brought in NBC News senior medical correspondent, Dr. John Torres is here. Dr. John. I didn't even fill out a bracket. Well, wow, that's good. <laughs> You're busy. You're very Chanel busy. You and you still want to be Chanel. But let's start with 20 years ago. Mm-hmm. We're talking about one in 150 kids roughly in the United States was diagnosed with autism. Now the CDC says it's one in 36 children. Do we know what's behind the the, the spike? We think most of that spike, that increase, is because of increased awareness and increased screening. Okay. American Academy of Pediatrics didn't even recommend screening as a normal guideline until 2008, mm-hmm. and since then they've been screening. at For autism, it's 18 and 24 months, and so when you go to your pediatrician or family physician, that's when they should be doing it. For other developmental issues, making sure they're doing the right things at the right ages, which as kids grow, they should be doing 9, 18, and 30 months. And so we're screening more, which means we're finding more, and we think that's where most of those numbers are coming from. So then with that said, we were looking at the demographics, the different demographics for who it affects. The CDC found more than 1% of girls overall have autism. Certain minorities are reporting more cases. But do you just think that's because we're paying more attention? It's not because something is happening, if you will? No, there's actually a couple things going on. And one is, you know, we don't quite understand the causes, but we do understand the risks a bit more about what the risks for autism. And so we're looking at those risks and saying, if you fall in that category, we're going to make sure we screen you even more so. And the other thing is the equity behind the screenings. It didn't used to reach the minority communities, and girls weren't screened as often as boys. Uh And so now that they are, those numbers are starting to come up, and I think you'll see them continue to go up. Before I ask you what parents should be on the lookout for, when you mentioned risks, what kind kind of risks are you talking about? So there's some risks. We know maternal and paternal age, the older the parents are, the more risks they could do. There's there's environmental factors as well. There's things that happen during pregnancy. If people have, if the pregnant woman has high fevers, that can be a risk as well. And so the 
doesn't mean they're going to get autism. It just means that risk is there, so we need to look a little closer. Mm-hmm. So, so what should parents be on the lookout for uh, with, with their, their newborn? And these are developmental milestones, and you can actually go to the CDC. They have a milestone tracker app that you can look at. And when you look at these developmental milestones, look right there, avoiding eye contact, that's mm-hmm. a big thing. Children should be focusing on you, and if they're not, then that's something you want to bring up to your doctor. Delayed language development, repetition of words and phrases, and repetition of movements, that kind of rocking back mm-hmm. and forth they tend to do. Restricted interests, they seem to be focusing on one thing and not really interested in other things. And then reactions to those sounds, smells, lights, textures, those kind of things that are different than other children, and that's mm-hmm. the biggest thing. So let's say you do notice some of those things, and your doctor hasn't asked you about those specifics. What do parents need to do? What's the next So step? if you do notice those things, one thing you want to do is you want to talk to your family physician or pediatrician and say and point that out. Say, this is mm-hmm. happening, and I, you know, can you have help me with this? Get a referral to a specialist, because there are specialists in autism screening. And then if the child's under three years old, you can go to CDC, and they have this early childhood system. It's called the Early Intervention Program, and you can go ahead and get involved in that program. It's in each state. Dr. John, really quickly, going back to something you just said a little while ago about the disparity between boys and girls. Do we know why? that there seem to be so many more boys who are diagnosed with autism than girls? If you remember that list of what the autism things to look for, it, you know, a lot of it's behavior type stuff. And boys tend to have more behavior type issues. And so parents will look at that and they'll say, you know, this, he's not behaving like a normal child. You know, I'm focusing on their behavior issues. Girls tend to have more of those, you know, not avoiding eye contact, focusing on one thing. And mm-hmm. so they're not so much behavior issues, but more quiet type issues. And so they don't necessarily notice those as oh, much. That's and that's why with fun. screening, we're catching those things earlier because we have more screening parameters that we're using. And, you know, my takeaway from even just doing this show, let's say something happens and your child does have autism or you figure it out. We have done so many stories Mm -hmm. with boys and girls and men and women who have autism, but because their parents caught it earlier, but because they have so many resources, you live a beautiful, grand, full, you know, full Chanel, thanks for bringing that up. And so it's not about, oh, no, my kid has autism. It's like, okay, what can we do? And I can't overstress the importance of early detection. That means early treatment, more successful treatment. Yes. And uh, and the life you want them to have. Absolutely. Amen. Yeah. Dr. Yeah. John, thanks. Thank Have you. a great weekend. By the way, we've put a lot more on these findings and resources for parents on our website, today.com. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, we know you have to run. Yes. So enjoy your weekend. Thanks, Thank for, you. thanks for stopping in. Anytime. <laughs> yeah. Anytime. What if you do this every day? It's like, well, thanks for coming. That's it. Is All this right. how it starts? Is this, is this how it begins? Yes. I know Dylan's in. hoping. <laughs> Is this how it starts? She's like, yeah. That's not how it's going to end. Oh, my gosh. Okay, well, have a safe trip. Got to go. You don't go anywhere because up next we are talking allergy season. Is it really worse this year? And do any of those home remedies actually work? And then later, an artist putting her touch on women's history with vibrant portraits that each tell a story. We'll be right back. back with today's checklist and if you have been sniffling sneezing eyes watering then we don't have to tell you that allergy season is upon us folks and here to help us prepare and battle the symptoms allergy and immunology specialist dr pervy parik and dr parik full disclosure i've had allergies i've had allergies for years are you doing that for a that plant are you serious? Good timing. Wow. I'm sorry. That is, wow, we love it when a plan comes together. Yeah. But like Dylan Dreyer, I too have bad allergies, yeah. and I was just picking your brain going into this segment. I mean, it feels 
feels like this season's worse than previous, but is that is that just a feeling or is that actually happening? It's not just a feeling, it's true. So progressively seasons have been getting worse with climate change. As it gets warmer, the pollen seasons start earlier. And as greenhouse gases rise, like carbon dioxide, yeah. plants feed off of them. So not only are the pollen seasons longer, but also stronger. They become super pollinators. Um, so the pollen counts are much higher, so people have much worse symptoms. This year is especially bad because we had such a warm winter. Mm-hmm. I started seeing patients coming in in February, which is a good four to six weeks okay. before we normally do. Environmental versus seasonal. Yeah, so people think seasonal allergies uh, are only pollen. Yeah. But there's so many other allergies allergens that are there all year round. So dust mites, mold, animal dander. Some people suffer with these symptoms all year round. Um, And also it's not just one season. So spring is a big season, but so is fall. There's a different type of pollen called ragweed that surges in the fall. So allergy season is essentially year round. Yes, exactly. (laughs) All right. Well, let's let's talk a little bit more about because I've I've heard before that allergies are worse depending on where you live in the country. As someone who grew up in South Carolina with a lot of pollen. Right. I I feel like my allergies have actually gotten worse since I moved to the Northeast. Yeah, it, it varies, you know, because now many areas of the country that typically weren't bad are getting worse. But yes, uh, traditionally, the South and Southeast have much higher pollen counts because of warmer climates. Um, usually the Southwest used to be safe, but with climate change, even that is changing. And Northeast is tricky because we have every season and then the cities actually with the air quality and air pollution can sometimes make the Northeast worse. Too. So there's no part of America that's that's immune. <laughs> that's nothing what I'm is hearing. Safe. Nothing is safe. Okay. Well, well, been sneezing over here. Too. I know. I'm like, I'm a little quieter than I am. It's almost like when you when you yawn, someone else yawns. I hope it's yeah. just allergies. <laughs> Let's talk about symptoms of allergies. Right. For me, it's my eyes, but. Right. So they can range from very mild to actually very severe. Uh, So people may not realize that it's not always just mild things like itchy, watery eyes, runny nose, nasal congestion. Some people can get full rashes. My little sister. Yeah. Yeah. And asthma, really. Asthma, too. So hives, eczema. And the asthma, people don't realize that link between allergies and asthma. So actually, allergies are the most common cause of asthma, Hmm. which can be deadly. We still have 11 deaths a day in this country from asthma. Really? Yeah. So this time of of year, we see an increase in ER visits for okay. asthma attacks, hospitalization. Okay. So it's not always mild. Okay. So with that said, then I guess it's time for Dylan. Yeah. Let's talk about what we can really do <laughs> right. about this. What are right. some proven remedies that work? Right. So some simple things you can do is um, stay indoors when the pollen counts are the highest. So that's usually early morning. So close the windows early in the morning. If you run outside or work out outside, you might want to opt to do that indoors during mm-hmm. those seasons. And when you come home in the evening, um, change your clothes, rinse off wash your hair because you can actually bring the pollen with you. And then you're living with it. And you're, you're breathing it constantly mm-hmm. overnight. Too. What about over-the-counter medications? So there are some great over-the-counter medications. Um, antihistamines are our number one way to combat allergies, but the 24-hour ones uh, work better and mm. they have less side effects. So some examples of those could be Zyrtec, Claritin, okay. Allegra. That you take every day. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And, and that actually works better than Benadryl because okay. that has oh. more side effects and is shorter acting. The nasal sprays are excellent too, um, such as nasal steroids and antihistamines, but stay away from decongestants. Okay. They can actually make your allergies worse over time and have a lot of side effects. So the D part of Zyrtec D is not good to take. Okay. Or at all? You shouldn't take them at all? Or just... You can take them for about three to five days. Okay. Huh. Sorry. But then, as, t- um, as someone who takes Zyrtec D, I got <laughs> you, you don't want to, to make a habit Zyrtec. of it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Okay. It's 
super helpful. Thank you so much. Yeah, thank you. you for having me. Yeah. I've tried acupuncture in the past as well. Is that effective? Yeah, so acupuncture is one of the few um, natural things that do have some evidence and data behind it. Interestingly enough, um, us allergists do something called desensitization on a daily basis. So we use dilute doses of what you're allergic to and actually train your immune system huh. to stop oh, so being be as to... allergic. Yeah, so it's almost like, you know, hair of the dog. No, you, pun, yeah. no pun intended. <laughs> yeah, it's like what they do sometimes for nut allergies. It's extreme. Yeah, yeah, it's extremely effective and okay. it actually makes you less allergic over time. Oh, really That's interesting. Great. We should yeah. do a story on that. really great. Well, thank yeah. you so much. Thank you. Coming up, an artist who's beautiful portraits shine a light on some amazing women, including the former first lady. And wait until you hear her own incredible success story. And then later, if you're in the mood for a thriller this weekend, we have one. Actor Garrett Hudland, good morning to you, is here to share his new movie about an obsessed student. Dun, dun, dun. We'll be right back. When you're hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging to connect with candidates faster. Plus, 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than three and a half million businesses worldwide that use Indeed. Listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash today. Just go to Indeed.com slash today right now and support this show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash today. Conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. March is Women's History Month, a time to honor female trailblazers, and artist Sharon Sprung is doing just that. She paints portraits of important women in American history, including former First Lady Michelle Obama. Sharon's White House portrait was unveiled back in September, and she's using this moment to share stories of other remarkable women whose names and stories we should know. I want people to know the people that I paint. I want that person on the canvas to grab them and say, look at me, see who I am. These people are going through history and I want their image known and seen. Artist Sharon Sprung is having her brush with history, painting important American figures, including Jeanette Rankin, the first woman elected to Congress, Patsy Takamoto Mink, Congress's first woman of color, and former first lady, Michelle Obama. I want to thank Sharon Sprung for capturing everything I love about Michelle. Her grace, her intelligence, and the fact that she's fine. So what did it feel like when you got the green light that you were definitely painting her portrait? Well, first it was shock, and then I felt to myself, well, you're gonna do this, I can do this. Sharon now joins a small but mighty group of women uh, who've painted an official portrait here at the White House. Do you remember when she had the chance to see it for the first time? I do, that was very special, because they came here, she walked in with her people, and she was quiet, perfectly quiet. I could tell by her expression she was very moved. It's breathtaking. Thank you. 
Her art isn't just a famous first. Sharon's work includes a series on single mothers, cityscapes, still lifes, and more. Early in her life, Sharon learned that a picture is worth a thousand words. When her father passed away at the age of six, she stopped talking for a year. I think the confusion and trauma in the house is nobody's really talking the truth. They didn't tell him he was going to die. They don't talk to children about it. My mother didn't want to deal with it. I just learned to read people, not by the words, because the words weren't truthful anymore. So I just looked, and that's how I think I formed my whole adulthood as well, is just observing things. Sharon had enrolled at Cornell University, but looking at the big picture, she knew she wanted to pursue art instead. I left college after a year, which meant that I left my house because it wasn't approved. So your mom was like, out, out, out. If you don't want to go to school, you're out, you're out. I think she thought I would, you know, be very humble and be back, but I wasn't. So where'd you go? Well, it was on the street for a little bit. I stayed with people for a little bit until I could establish, you know, an evening job and an apartment. And then I went to art school. Through the years, Sharon found her way back to that same school, but as an instructor at the Art Students League of New York. Not only teaching skills, but also sharing life lessons. I read somewhere, and you tell me if this is true, you'd say, you know, there would be no wars if we would all paint. We would do a portrait. I did say that. I actually do believe that. In what way? What do you mean? Well, have people from all walks of life, all ages, all backgrounds, come into a classroom and they'll be painting from the model and they fall in love with the model. You can't help it. People are vulnerable in front of you and yeah, you fall in love with this person. So what's next? (laughs) Um, I'm going to continue doing what I do, painting and teaching. And I'm getting more commissions now of fascinating people and fascinating women, and I'm going to honor them. You should see them in person. They are amazing. So White House visitors often take pictures with Michelle Obama's portrait and and share them. Like Ted Lasso, Star Waddingham last week. Look at that. Uh, Hannah, she took her picture there. Sharon said it's the best feeling to see people standing proudly with the portrait, knowing how much it meant to them and how much, you know, it took her to do that. She also gave me a quick lesson on how she mixes the paint. I had the best time with her. After my shoot was over, I stayed and she painted with me. I mean, she's just a lovely person. She seems like it. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you, Sharon. It It was nice to meet you. That was great. Mm -hmm. Are you going to take up painting? I'm ready now. Before I had all of these things and then when you're pregnant, sometimes you can't use some of the materials. Oh, oh right. Yeah. So I'm not pregnant now. Okay. <laughs> when we come back, actor Garrett Hedlund is here to fill us in on his new thriller, playing a tutor whose student isn't who he thinks he is. Then later, a supersized edition of Superfood Friday, how to enjoy even more of everything from mashed potatoes to tacos without the guilt. We'll be right back. <laughs> We are back now with an actor who has been entertaining us for almost two decades. Garrett Hudlin has been <laughs> starred in blockbuster hits like Four Brothers alongside uh, Mark Wahlberg, Tyrese Gibson, and Andre 3000. That's a classic. Uh, and then he took on the role of Don Billingsley in Friday Night Lights, another classic. More recently, he played Mitch Keller, starring opposite Sylvester Stallone 
in Tulsa King. Now Garrett is the leading man in the new thriller. It's called The Tutor. He plays Ethan, a tutor who accepts a job offer from a wealthy family who realizes his student is developing an obsession with him. Mm, Garrett already. Yeah, this, this certainly <laughs> yeah, it, like, it's creepy. It's a thriller. How would you describe the film? <laughs> Well, I play uh, I play a tutor that that works with some of these elite kids, and he gets an opportunity essentially of 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 his year to to work with this one kid that he assumes is pretty much like another Tuesday, and starts working with him, mm-hmm. and eventually kind of has his life turned upside down. Mm. Um, so you'll see. Mm. A little bit of our past are both revealed, mm. um, um, which makes for sort of a very surprising twist and you got old Mr. No Schnapp here. I know. Yeah. I'm like looking at this things. this video. And you also star alongside uh, Victoria Justice and a lot of people haven't seen her obviously in a film like this. What was it like working with her? Fantastic. I think her fans are going to be really surprised by by seeing her in a role like this in a psychological thriller. She's a phenomenal actress. Um, you know, she's she's such a wonderful person. It was it was a joy every day. Mm-hmm. This is dark, man. Listen, this is a, looks like a pretty dark movie. Where did you draw your inspiration? It, Dateline. <laughs> He's like, I watch you, Chris. Uh, Dateline. Dateline right here. Uh, well, yeah. I had a well played. Last night good. That was great. Well played. That was well good. Played. Every night. Did you have a tutor growing up? <laughs> no. I, I could still use a tutor to this day. <laughs> yeah. So it's not just acting that keeps you busy. You uh, released your debut single back in January. Mm-hmm. So for all your fans, when when's the album come out? Mm. We'll, we'll have a day soon. Okay. Well, I'm, I'm very excited. I'm very excited about, you know, putting some of these songs out. We're, you know, I, w- I was a little intimidated to do. Uh, the song that we released first, The Road, was something I wrote back in 2011. I never okay. intended to record probably ever release and, and had some great pals and great inspirations that sort of nudged me towards it. I'm glad that I did. We've got some wonderful songs and mm. wonderful collaborations and, and we'll ever release Stay Soon. We'll come back and play yeah. when that album's Just out. Just get to do all the things you want to do. It's Absolutely. awesome. I love it. And Thomas? He says yes. Okay, yes. you're coming. Garrett, thank you perform. so much. Thank you so thank much. Thank you. All right. The tutor is out in theaters today. All right. When we come back, we are getting a lesson in superfoods. Joy Bauer is going to show us how we can enjoy more of our favorite guilty pleasures like ice cream. We'll be right back. It's like joy. It's like joy. Well, this morning we are supersizing Superfood Friday. Today, nutrition and health expert Joy Bauer, she's going to show us how to eat more without sacrificing your health. Okay, this is a fantastic idea. Yes, yeah. we are poofing up the volume of a lot of foods that we already love to eat, okay. and we're boosting the nutrition as well. So, so it's what did a you win-win. do with these potatoes? So this is a cup of traditional mashed potatoes, okay. pure comfort food. Mm-hmm. You could have for the same calories, double the portion by doing this trick. Basically what this I is do really is too. I is. mix cauliflower together Ooh, with spuds, Ooh. and you just boil it up, there it is, right in in the pot, and then you drain it, you and you mash it. You honestly don't taste the difference. Mm. You, you I actually think that tastes better than regular potatoes. I do, potatoes. too. How many, how much, what's the ratio for potatoes so, and So it, you could have two, oh, so half and half. Half so and half? So you do 50-50. So you could basically do it for wow. any recipe. And then I add in a little bit of milk, some garlic, salt, mm. and pepper. But And you left the skins on. And I left the mm. skins on because you get extra fiber. And the mm. great thing about the cauliflower is it's part of the cruciferous vegetable family. Mm-hmm. So it has compound.
compounds called glucosinolates, mm. which have been shown to reduce the risk of certain cancers. That's genius. Wow. Mm. So this great for kids, right. too, by the way. Mm. They'll never know. Never know. <laughs> Yum. Okay, what about this next one? So this next one is all this about like seasoned taco meat. So that's what this we is this right here. Night. Yes. Tex-Mex Tuesday. All you do, same skillet, same taco meat, a pound and a pound, you open up a can of black beans, rinse it, drain it, and pour it right in. Now what you've done is you've increased the volume, mm -hmm. you've added plant-based protein, and fiber in yeah. taco filling, which That's is smart. great. I That's love great. that. Yeah. It fills it up. Black beans. Ooh, okay, Pasta. for this next one, yes. Yeah, I'm like, okay, yeah, yeah. I love this one. It's something I do in the house all the time. Okay. Do you love a great big bowl of pasta? Uh, yes. Yeah. <laughs> so this is one cup of penne. This is one cup of penne with an equal one cup of vegetables in it. Wow, yeah. so just mixed right in. Yeah, you get a great big bowl of pasta, plus you get the antioxidants, the vitamins, the minerals, and you get color. Yeah. It yeah. gives it a nice presentation. And I did broccoli, but honestly, you could do any I vegetable under the sun. I throw peas into pasta whenever I make it. My and kids leftovers. are always like, peas again? <laughs> yeah, I, just I love peas, peas. And everything. Trail mix. Okay. So trail mix is so darn healthy for you, but yeah. if you look on the label, mm -hmm. a serving it's size. It's a lot. It's a quarter it's, it's, of a cup. Yeah. It's so teeny. So all you do is you add one mm. to two handfuls of light popcorn to it, puffs the volume, um, you you increase your eating experience, and it also adds a nice sort of crispy it's a great texture. Idea. Yeah, I love this also one. Also great okay. for kids. Great also for great kids. for kids. Yeah. Okay. Um, we promised ice cream. Ice cream. So okay. this is a wait. So this is three quarters of a cup okay. of ice cream. You know, it's delicious, but it's measly. So this is how you trick your eyes into thinking it's a great big mm. dessert. Mm. I add three quarters cup of mixed berries Actually, to the bottom, really good. then the ice cream on top. And not only do you get a bigger volume mm -hmm. look, but you also get the anti antioxidants, they're called anto anthocyanins, mm -hmm. in these berries, which give your heart a hug and mm -hmm. it boosts brain power as well. You could also sort of take like a, like a big thing of whipped cream uh, and put yes, that on that's top. That's not part of it. <laughs> that doesn't count You know much. what? I love whipped cream. Right? And the aerated whipped cream is so it's like light. Free. It's very, yeah. very light. These are yeah. doable things. So yeah. Some these I like great. this with the And so we get one. to eat more and we get yes. more nutrition. Yeah. Where to go, Joy Bauer? By the way, you can check out these recipes and more on today.com slash food. All right, we'll be right back. Did you guys see Chuck Dad? All right. <laughs> I don't watch this. All right. Before we walk out the door, we are going to celebrate some of our start today. Walkers, you ready? Let's, Let's do it. Aaron hit his weekly step goal. Way to go, Aaron. Mary is a new member of our group and hiked to a nearby waterfall. Juanita got some vitamin D in her neighborhood walk in Virginia. Go Juanita. Juanita. Sharon enjoyed the sight no, of Charmin. Charmin. Charmin, excuse me. I need glasses. Charmin enjoyed the sight of Bloomy Magnolias on her street. Way to go, Charmin. Charmin. Denny looks at a, her distance logged as miles in the wellness bank. Okay. Ooh, I love All right. To start our Start Today walking challenge and sign up for our free newsletter, head to today.com slash start today. All right. Monday. Walkers. Yes. Monday here on the third hour, you star Lucas Gage will join us live. Up next on Hoda and Jenna from This Is Us, Chris Sullivan. Love it. Don't forget to catch Dylan and me tomorrow in Earth Odyssey oh, with yeah, Dylan Dreyer right. and my show, Wild Child. Maybe yeah. I should get a Saturday show. No, so, I think you've got it. That's our lane. We're good. I'll see you on Monday. Have a great weekend. Selling smoothies is what I do, but for small business insurance, I chose my State Farm agent. He's a small business owner, too, so he knew how to help me personalize my policies, like a good neighbor. 
State Farm is there. Talk to an agent today.